Ross Garrison stepped into the small office of Parks and Sun Remodeling and looked around in surprise. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear a tornado just swept through here. Jason glanced up from his computer and shot his best friend a tight-lipped smile. Never mind the wisecracks. Have a seat and welcome to my world, where things can go from sugar to shit in a matter of seconds. Ross moved further into the room and sank into a cushioned chair. What a clusterfuck. Papers were scattered carelessly on top of the wide mahogany desk that separated the two men. He had seen Jason earlier in that morning, but only had time enough for a manly shoulder bump before he had to leave and attend his aunt's funeral. They hadn't seen each other in eight years, and Ross promised to stop by after the service was over to catch up on things. The office had been squeaky clean. Obviously, something must have happened during the two hours he had been gone. What's got you all bent out of shape? He jerked a thumb toward the empty desk in the hall. And where's Janet? The young, blonde secretary was nowhere to be seen. She quit. A flicker of annoyance crossed Jason's face. I left the office for a bit. When I got back, I caught her on her cell phone, chatting with her boyfriend and placing orders on the computer at the same time. I told her she needed to keep her cell turned off during working hours. She burst into tears and ran out the door. He nodded toward the computer and moved the mouse in a circular motion. Computers have definitely made life a lot easier, but click on the wrong thing and you're screwed. You got that right. Ross stifled a yawn and raised his arms above his head. He longed for a few hours of peaceful sleep, but knew he'd have to wait until the small problem, no doubt still lounging in his bed back at the hotel, was well on her way home. He spent last night on the floor, something he hadn't expected to do after a ten-hour flight, and Connie's surprise appearance at the door shocked him like a bucket of cold water in the face. Too annoyed to argue, and too much of a gentleman to toss her out on her ass, he had surrendered the bed and did his best to block out her rather vocal hissy fit. Their past liaison had consisted of nothing more than sex, and Connie had assured Ross that she was not interested in a serious relationship. Evidently, she had changed her mind and neglected to tell him. Connie was a spoiled brat and wouldn't hesitate to scheme her way back into his life. Hell-bent on putting a halt to her shenanigans, Ross had purchased a first-class ticket back to California and vowed she'd be on that flight, even if he had to hog-tie her and put her on the plane himself. I remember how your dad used to bitch about ordering online, he said. Jason scrubbed his face. I don't particularly care for talking on the phone, but Dad had been a pro at it. Anyway, the amount of lumber Jeanette ordered couldn't finish a freaking doghouse, and if the supply of nails she'd entered had gone through the system, we'd have enough for the next fifty years. Thank God the company where we get our supplies caught the mistake and called to double-check. He stared hopelessly at the invoices scattered on his desk. Now all I need to do is find last month's payment of goods and I'll be set. Dad insisted on hard copies, just in case the one floating around in cyberspace got lost. I have a sick feeling Jeanette deleted it. He blew out a breath. I need a break. I take it the funeral went as planned. Yeah, Aunt Maggie didn't want a lot of hoopla. Ross was ten years old when a drunk driver killed his parents. The only other relative left had been his mother's sister, Maggie Reinhardt. She had taken him into her home and raised him as if he was her own. Jason, take a deep breath before you pop a blood vessel. Why don't you call Becky to come in and help? Jason snorted. <laughs> I did call Becky. That's when everything went downhill. He threw a piece of paper up in the air and leaned his head against the back of his chair.
God help me, I love that woman. But she just doesn't think at times. I'll tell you all about it later. I've got to calm down first before I do explode. How's the knee? Ross noticed the abrupt change in subject and let it slide. He had been Jason's best man and had the pleasure of meeting Becky Adams. The naughty twinkle in those huge, chocolate-brown eyes had been a dead giveaway. She'd surely keep his friend on his toes. Hurts like a son of a bitch when it comes on to rain. You know, I had every intention of coming home and spending some quality time with Aunt Maggie, and now it's too late. Did you know she had a heart condition? I sure as hell didn't. He pinched on the bridge of his nose. His aunt had kept quiet about her failing health, and it sliced deep into his heart. But he only had himself to blame. Ross had a high endurance when it came down to physical pain, but he avoided emotional altercations, hoping they would pass and he could go on as if nothing happened.